Welcome back to another episode of the Main Quest Podcast. This is, of course, the number one retro gaming podcast that gets around via giant rubber ducky. I am, of course, your host for today and every day, Keith. Hey, that's it. That's the segue. Just me shouting, hey, that's it. It's the quality I strive for. And uh, wouldn't you know it? You can support my inability to eloquently move through my podcast by joining the Patreon for as low as $1. But if you're feeling a bit frisky, if you're in the mood, which I know you are because why else are you here? At the $5 tier, you'll get early episodes, three bonus episodes a month, which includes a sideshow dedicated to uh, early 2000s flash games uh, via Newgrounds, and shoutouts. And of course, there's other perks in there as well. There's a Discord link in there too, which uh, the Discord, for as intimate as it is, more active than it really has any right to be right now. So that's great. And all of that can be found at patreon.com forward slash the main quest. Or of course, there's always the show notes as well. And I would like to especially thank new patron of the show, Rick Firestone. How you doing, Rick? I hope you are doing fantastic this holiday season. And thanks a lot, buddy. I really appreciate you joining this uh, circus here. The other shoutouts I have to get to here are also Seek Ye Wisdom, David Palafox, Eric Guess, Zero Sam, Van Fernal, Chris Copeland, and Ashton. And from the bottom of my heart, guys, I, I seriously appreciate you all for supporting the show. Around this time of year, I never actually feel that great about myself. And having a reminder that people actually dig this thing that I do uh, feels really nice. So I, I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Is it over? Has everybody done their Spotify wrapped? Has everyone inundated everyone with whatever the hell they listen to? I feel like Spotify wrapped is literally a, a flash in the pan. It is gone as quickly as it arrives. People care about it like rabidly for like 24 hours and then it's just done with. I feel like I'm having like deja vu here. I think I probably talked about this last year, uh, but the whole thing is just kind of dumb to me, um, both on a personal level and as a podcaster. Just um, personally, it doesn't work because the majority of the time uh, spent on Spotify is listening to my gym playlist. So those are literally the only songs that will pop up for me. And do I need to know that I listened to uh, Fit for a King 400 times this year? No, because I can already guess that I have, along with like all of the other songs on that playlist. And as for the numbers for the podcast, they're so skewed because it's only talking about the people who listen on Spotify, which, if I remember correctly, is the number three platform that you guys listen to the show on. Um, but the number Spotify share sort of misrepresent what the stuff is and you're just kind of meant to go with it because I don't know, isn't the slideshow that they put together really fucking neat? Doesn't it make you feel good? It's lame. It's lame. But since I am kind of talking about numbers and I don't usually share my info, I am nearing 20,000 downloads. And I'm guessing that is something that I, I would have crossed by now if I hadn't disappeared for three months. Either way, I am 
incredibly proud of how well the show is doing in context of uh, in the context of um everything i guess it's not like i'm ever going to be doing this for a living uh but it's really cool that retention is so high and people are coming back every time an episode drops it also feels really good that people want to be part of this thing and people want me to be part of their show and represent the main quest as well. So very thankful for all of you guys. And before this podcast turns four years old, I'm throwing this out here. Let's just make it happen. Let's hit that 20,000 mark. We've got four months, four months to do that. I, I feel like we can get there. Let's get over to the threshold. Give it the old tush push. You know, I don't ask to rate or share the podcast anymore, uh, but let's make this happen. You know, let's get it done. Let's get it done before Christmas, and I'll give uh, everybody T-shirts or something. I, I don't know. Speaking of Christmas, I guess I have to talk about today's game, which is vaguely related to Christmas. It's Batman Returns. So as I like to do here, I always kick things off with my personal history. When did I first encounter Batman Returns? And I will say, first off, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, I have been duped. I was tricked. You know, Batman had a pretty big resurgence in the late 80s and early 90s. Early in his career, not Batman's career, in Tim Burton's career, uh, he did a good job of straddling that line of including, like, macabre elements and in humor into his movies there were no elements that really swayed heavier than the other until kind of later in his career honestly in my opinion his last good movie was mars attacks which isn't dark or edgy at all compared to all the other stuff that he did prior to that and after that mars attacks is just like a good parody of those old sci-fi movies from the like 1940s uh, it's it's really cool stuff. And what a fucking perfect IP for Tim Burton to adapt. You know, those Batman comics were darker than they were portrayed in any show or movie up to that point. And the 1989 movie and Returns weren't necessarily campy, but there was some sort of that humor that carried over into his uh, into Tim Burton's films. And then the follow-ups just went overboard with that i feel like jim carrey killed those movies i love jim carrey but i think with forever his inclusion in batman forever kind of doomed the rest of those movies either way i saw batman returns in theaters and i think this is something ryan and i talked about on the sister podcast uh main quest matinee patreon.com forward slash the main quest in that a lot of movies in the 80s were targeted towards children, but had incredibly dark adult themes. Now, there's stuff like Gremlins, The Dark Crystal, Return to Oz, and the Batman movies fit this bill. 
Returns scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I'm not like that bad, but like Danny DeVito's depiction of the penguin is shockingly graphic. Even today, he's a disgusting pig monster. I mean, look at that dude's ass in this movie. It's horrible, terrifying. The motorcycle clowns were another source of anxiety for me. Uh, but anyway, video games. So I was excited for this game when I was a kid. That's This is where I was say <laughs> I set up the part where I was duped. Yeah, I was excited for this. I didn't buy it, thank God. But I remember wanting to rent it at the video store constantly and looking at the back of the box and just remembering how cool and realistic it looked. This thing looked like the movie. It looked like a Tim Burton movie, which is something I will talk about later. And then I played it, and my memories with this game begin and end with the first level, which was quite the rude awakening for me during this playthrough. It was definitely one of those games that I made my friend rent just to see if, one, he even liked it, and two, could get further than me so I could just see the rest of it. It turns out, neither of us really ever played it again. And I wonder why. So as we know it, Batman Returns is a side-scrolling platformer developed by a few companies, but this particular one was made by Malibu Interactive and published by Sega. And here's the shock of all shocks, which is not shocking at all. There's not a lot of info out there on how this game came to be, and that's fine, because everyone's heard of Malibu Interactive, right? You know. Malibu Interactive, the company that brought you such great games like Chavez, Battle Cars, and Cliffhanger. I mean, I'm joking. I'm joking. But surely, I mean, at least you know Cliffhanger? Got a video game adaptation? I mean, if you guys are retroheads, right? You know that there's a Cliffhanger game. It's fine if you didn't play it. Like, I get that. Nobody did. Uh, but Malibu was mostly known for publishing comics, and because, you know, video games seemed to be pretty lucrative back then, back then still are, they said, hey, we can do that, we can make those. But they could not, in fact, do that and make those. Seems like they stopped making games around 1995, so they had a good run uh, of three years. My podcast has lasted longer than that, that's fucking amazing <laughs> and of course sega had a collection of licenses and um malibu was probably a, a cheap developer to make a batman game and they were surely fans having published some comics themselves so what a more lucrative move than to release a game alongside a movie of the same name oh wait what whoops huh oh they totally didn't do that they totally missed the mark on that by f five months and hey that's fine i i totally get it i miss video game anniversaries all the time and just release episodes whenever i get it i mean i'm still in business but did the game miss the mark when it hit retail batman returns was released on october 1992 for the sega genesis in the united states the pal territory received it for the mega drive a month later and it didn't hit Japan until January 1993. Since then, it has been ported to the Master System, which I have not received word on whether or not that version of the game is better than the one we're talking about today. The Game Gear, MS-DOS, 
and the Sega CD. Review scores for Context EGM gave it 21 out of 40, but also gave the award of Best Licensed Game of 1992. Which fucking yikes. Because <laughs> if this is the best licensed game of 1992, like what the fuck was its competition? <laughs> Shit. GamePro gave it 15.5 out of 20. And here comes Entertainment Weekly. Everybody step aside. Giving Batman Returns an A. I don't, you know, I... Mm. And friend Mark 2003 on Google gave it a perfect 5 out of 5, stating, Batman Returns, an awesome game for Sega, Genesis. Best one first Batman. Bought Sega, Genesis, Batman Returns. It is an awesome game I played ever since I was 10. Penguin and Catwoman, the two villains, Batman fights. Things are capitalized. I... Mm. It's okay to like a video game. Retro Recollections. There are none. Nobody's played this game. I'm not surprised. And I really don't think anything is going to change once you finish this episode. game follows the story of the movie pretty well. There's a short intro scene of Batman chasing the penguin up a building as he drops the ice princess off of it, which is taken directly from the movie. But the level-to-level threads here are otherwise tied kind of loosely to what we see in the movie. You can't expect a game like this in 1992 to be like a a one-for-one, you know, thing, but There are exaggerated set pieces here that otherwise represent the movie pretty well, in my opinion. And even the final boss fight with Penguin is depicted very well. But what bugs me a little bit about the credits is that it shows Batman and Catwoman fighting on a rooftop. Which is something that happens like four or five times in this game. We're going to get into it. And it recreates the scene where Selina Kyle first falls out of her apartment building. But at that point... In the movie, she's not Catwoman yet. And so this doesn't make any sense. Also, Catwoman is presumed dead by the end of that movie. Spoilers, I guess. Batman never runs into her again. Whatever. The story is fine. I just feel like I'm picking it apart for the sake of picking it apart. It's 1992. Who fucking cares? It's fine. Gameplay. Standard issue action platforming game. If... I was going to compare it to another game I played and reviewed for the show. Ugh, it would be Bionic Commando, except Bionic Commando is a much better game than this. I feel like I've just insulted Bionic Commando. Besides having physical attacks like punching and kicking, Batman also has an arsenal of secondary weapons that are stocked on a pop-up menu 
that sort of represents his utility belt. So we've got batarangs, which are just a standard projectile. You've got smoke bombs, which when thrown uh, stun enemies. You have a swarm of bats that he summons. He opens up his cape like he's a sexual predator (laughs) and a swarm of bats fly out. And those stun and do damage to an enemy. Uh, He's got a grappling hook or a grappling gun, uh, which is basically just purely used for traversal. And he has a homing batarang, which is exactly what it sounds like. The combat in this game is absolutely frantic, and I don't mean that in a good way. There are goddamn enemies everywhere, and they're fucking broken. The enemy placement in this game is bullshit levels of of unfair which is standard by this era's standards, but combined with these gameplay elements, it makes everything about this game incredibly frustrating. But before I get to that, the hit detection on not only the enemies, but on Batman are just non-existent. It's not there. Enemies can pretty much hit you from anywhere on the screen, and again, they pop out out of every conceivable corner of the stage. Meanwhile. You can't lay a fucking hit on them because you're too busy running away or pausing the game to shuffle through the fucking items that you have. But also, I guess I'll just go fuck myself because there aren't designated buttons for those items, so I have to pause again to unequip them, but also set my ass on fire because physically confronting anyone is impossible in this game. Items are finite, by the way. So if you're not searching for them or saving them for the bosses, you're just making things more difficult. But also, searching the stages is not fun, because everything about Batman's movement is off. Everything just feels off, it's broken, nothing feels good. This game does not feel good to play. Batman walks so fucking slow, his attacks are incredibly stiff, the grappling hook is straight up just fucking trash. Because if you're in a tight spot or a heavy situation here, which you will be, you have to very specifically first press up on the D-pad and then hit jump to use it. But if you're you're in mid-air or happen to press up and jump at the same time, Batman does nothing. He just sits there like a potato. Now it's cool, yeah, you can chain swings together, which the second part of Act 1 teaches you... uh, very well but you're usually swinging over obstacles or enemies which again will hurt you when you are nowhere near them because hitboxes are wild they're crazy in this game batman does have the ability to glide which sounds cool he he can do that once you jump from a platform in theory this is awesome that's a thing that happens in this game I'm sure this game sounds cool in theory. A lot of it does. Seems like it has some really cool stuff baked into it. But none of it is executed well. The gliding feels like garbage. He drops way too fast and moves like a brick in the wind before you know it, you've already landed. And you're getting swarmed. You're getting swarmed by enemies. Mechanically, that's it for the game. (laughs) Bosses are surprisingly okay. They're fine. The Catwoman fights are awful. A majority of the boss fights, including the four or five times you have to fight Catwoman, are based on 
the bosses themselves lowering their defenses. You have a very small opening to attack, otherwise they're just invincible 90% of the fight. The problem is, and I guess this sort of mixes in with the next part here, uh, the graphics, is that you can't see shit in this game. The enemy sprites are fine, but their animations are straight up awful, and they all have like two frames of movement. They all look the same. And you add to the fact that this game is very dark. All of the sprites, including Batman, just blend into the background seamlessly. It's impossible to not only read the boss's attacks, but impossible to find where their opening is. So in the case of those Catwoman fights, you're just jumping around the fucking arena, hoping you don't get hit and periodically just throwing shit at her in hopes the game will register uh, that you hit her or not. Or you can just let all strategy fly out of the fucking window and go apeshit Use up all your secondary weapons, which is, more often than not, exactly what I had to do, and just hope to God on the next stage I could refill all of those things. And I know, I, I just said that the bosses are fine, I just said they're, they're, they're okay at best, and outside of some of the sub-bosses and the Catwoman fights, I swear to you they are. The fights with the Penguin are actually very good, and they're actually one of... uh the one things I really did like about this game, if I really had to dig for something, it's, it's that. Overall, this is not a complicated game to understand, but playing it will make you feel like you are completely inept when all the fault is on the game itself, which is a hard thing for me to say. So moving on to the graphics, I mean, I pretty much said all I have to say on that. The game is just so goddamn dark, which you would think, hey, those Batman movies, those are dark too. You even set up top in your personal history that it looks just like the movie. But when it is at the expense of gameplay, that is a horrible fucking trade-off, man. You can't even see Batman in most cases. And even when you can, it's that whole, like, quote, we've got Batman at home type of sprite. And even turning the brightness up, turning the lights on here wouldn't help because the backgrounds are static as fuck. They're so boring. I don't think there's even any parallax scrolling going on in this game. All of the backgrounds are just a lifeless, vacant movie studio lot. Like, that's what it looks like. It sucks. And a running theme amongst these Genesis games, maybe possibly the most contentious part of uh, the presentation the past year or so, has been the music for this stuff. I have not been shy about my feelings towards the Yamaha FM synth disaster that is the second Genesis here. But this is going to shock you, dear listener. I don't think the music in Batman Returns is that bad. In fact, it's not bad at all. Is it doing anything amazing? No. It's a pretty rudimentary use of its hardware, and it's actually pretty decent, all things considered. One aspect of the sound design that I cannot ignore, however, are the sound effects. 
It sounds like these were straight up just taken from those X-Men games. Which I also thought had horrible sound effects. It seems like Sega may have had those things just around someplace. Like they just had them already pre-programmed. And Malibu Interactive just kind of dusted them off and were like, yeah, these are good enough. We'll use these. But that's pretty much just going to wrap up the presentation, I guess. I really don't have a lot to say about the graphics and music. I've kind of went in depth about the graphics in the gameplay, you know, so the music is nothing to write home on, but it's fine, right? It's good enough. And since I said good enough, hey, why not? Let's get there. Is this game good enough? checking out Batman Returns for the Genesis in 2023 or 2024 or 2025 or 2026, whenever you are listening to this. No, absolutely not. I can't think of any reason to either come back to this or even just checking it out for the first time. Unless you love stiff as fuck controls and a game so dark that you can't even see it. Hey, fine, go for it sicko this is just some low effort no thought licensed garbage the only thing going for it is the soundtrack and a few bosses but the journey getting to those bosses is paved in anguish and i love difficult games and i love contra i love cuphead those are games of the year for me those are on my top tens dark souls I just did an episode on Celeste, patreon.com forward slash the main quest. But Batman Returns isn't difficult because it is skillfully made so. It's difficult because it's broken as shit. Not since Mega Man. Okay. <laughs> I won't go that far. I'm shitting on Capcom a lot. First Bionic Commando, now this. Mega Man's definitely not as broken as this game is, but Batman Returns is bad. It's a bad game. It's really bad. Don't play it. With that said, I'm going to talk to you guys next week. And what is coming next week? It is, of course, the fourth annual Game of the Year show. It is one of the most exciting episodes that I put out. It is the crown jewel, some would say. It's one of the few things I look forward to putting together, talking about and collaborating with others on. I can't wait for you guys to hear what my guests have to say this year. And I can't wait for you to be surprised, disappointed, and uh, probably underwhelmed <laughs> by all of my picks. Either way... I wholeheartedly hope that you're at least entertained. So I'll see you on the other side of that. I hope you guys have a happy holiday. If you do, enjoy all of the time that you have off. And I will see you next week.
Oh, I almost forgot. Uh, I'll, I'll always remember. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. It's okay to like a video game. on the main quest podcast. <laughs>